Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to another episode. This episode is going to be a little bit of a mod podge. Originally, me and Kelsey had talked about a book that, unfortunately, neither of us really liked, and it just it didn't feel too good to be releasing an episode that was solely about one duet, and that one duet we did not like. And because we always want to be honest with you guys, I didn't want to lie about it and say that we actually did like it. So instead, what we ended up doing is an interview with Molly Doyle, which we've been wanting to do for a while. Molly Doyle is the author of Scream for Us and Melt for Us, which is the Mass Men holiday novella series that we talked about a few episodes back on our episode on spicy novellas. And we had so much fun talking about everything from her writing career to masked men and mask kinks, all the way up to the psychology behind dark romance and its appeal. So I'm going to include the little intro bit that me and Kelsey had before we started talking about the initial book we were going to speak on, so you can get our weekly hots. And then after that, um, we'll just jump right into the interview with Molly. Look how frazzled I look. I'm feeling a little frazzled myself, but you're looking extra frazzled. Oh my god, a cute t-shirt. Okay, tell me why I wore this out today running errands. Shout <laughs> out to the merch with a vagina on it. It's a papaya. It's a papaya, but then my go hang out with my aunt and uncle to like see how they are, show them my new car, all the good things. And my aunt's like, what's your sweatshirt? What's it say? Read dirty to me. Um. Oh! Sorry. We went down. <laughs> Do we need to find a more secure stand for you there? Oh no, this is great. You mean two boxes piled on top of each other? <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, so you have a t-shirt right now for those for those listening at home. Mm-hmm. That says, read dirty to me, and it has a papaya on it. Which, we all know, papayas are a mean vagina. 100%. A euphemism, right? It's a way to put it. A euphemism. But it's like a visual euphemism. Like, if somebody was like, my papaya, I would think they're talking about the actual fruit. But... Oh, I don't know if I would. Visually? But visually, a papaya is a vagina. Absolutely. Especially this one. Anytime somebody says absolutely, because I just watched that episode of The Office where oh. they form an alliance. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely, I do. Okay, okay. We're gonna get started? Well, my, yeah, my, my, I'm bonkers right now. I was doing this today at lunch with Gabby, and she was like, there's just, like, a lot coming from you. Like, yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of rambling and just, like, bouncing, and I don't think you've br- taken a breath, and it's just, like, a barrage, and it's hard to comprehend. <laughs> I mean, Gabby, I don't disagree with you right now, but we're we're gonna get through. But let's let's get into it. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author, and with me is my best friend, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. Great to be speaking to you today. Well, let's get into our weekly haunts. Kelsey, I know you have a lot going on in your sexy life, so... Oh, man. <laughs> you kick it off, and I'm going to finish my ice cream by myself on you. Okay, so... Summer pushed back the podcast 
time, guys, because she was like, here's the thing. I can make it on time. However, I'm near Ben and Jerry's and I'd really like to stop. And I said, girl, live your best life, please. Stop, get the Ben and Jerry's. I'll do whatever I'm going to do in the meantime. So as I watch Summer scarf down this Ben and Jerry's, like take a breather, girl. You're moving so fast. I'm worried for you. (laughs) I will tell y'all about my weekly hot. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to introduce you guys to a new name, a new acronym. It's going to be PSD, which reminds me a little bit about PTSD. So have I thought this through? No, I should have schemed with Summer on this before I got on. But we're going to, it's PSD and it stands for Potential Sugar Daddy. So (laughs) I haven't, I don't believe I've mentioned him yet. Summer, have I? Oh, I have? No, like have I mentioned him on the podcast? Yeah, you've mentioned him briefly. In the last episode, you were like, y'all, I might have a sugar daddy, but let me tell you about the couple I dated. Okay, okay, cool. So that's where we're at. So let me jump in with this gentleman. There's no other word. He is a gentleman. He picks me up at the bar, but in the classiest way, I was like playing pool with my friends one Saturday night and a friend came over, like his friend came over and was like, Hey, like there's someone at the bar who's like super attracted to you. And I was like, Oh, like what a nice surprise. I'm just sitting here playing pool. Like, who is it? And she's like, this guy's absolutely loaded. And I'm like, okay, like, who is it? (laughs) You know, like, like, don't leave me in suspense here. And she's like, it's the cowboy. Like, and I'm like, girl, we're at a country bar. Like you need to work with me here. Like, give me, give me some more information. And she's like, it's the cowboy in the hat. And I'm like, okay, girl, you're smashed. At this point, I'm wondering if you even know what you're talking about. We got there in the end. She pointed him out, blah, blah, blah. He ended up coming over at the end of my pool game being like, hi, miss. Like, I did not want to interrupt your pool game. I saw that you were doing well over here, but I just wanted to come introduce myself. And he like took off his cowboy hat and everything. So like very much ever the gentleman, we have gotten together a couple of times. He is just like in a different stratosphere, right? Summer, like, how do I, how do I describe that? Well, he keeps sending you pictures of him in different places around the country. And it's been a week. He sent you pictures like behind the scenes at a NASCAR race in Daytona. Mm-hmm. And I think the most recent picture was a resort in Tahoe. Yeah, but that's just like he sent me that picture because he wants to go to Tahoe with me. He hasn't actually been there. Oh, Oh, okay. But otherwise, I will agree on the photos. But like somehow this man is not bragging. Like when we have our conversations and he just like name drops, like it's in such like a gentlemanly, like this is my friend kind of way that I'm just like, you're not even super aware of what you're doing is like impressive (laughs) in like in like a. Isn't he friends with like George Strait? Did we figure that out? Yeah. And like Buster Posey. So like, I don't know. Like there's just, there's a lot going on. He's a gentleman though. This is what I really want to reinforce. For those who are listening at home, Buster Posey is. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, no. He's the pitcher of the Giants. Is he still playing? He's not a pitcher. He's a catcher. Catcher. Okay. That's like the same, just on opposite ends. It's this. Anywho, he's like all the rage. (laughs) Is he still playing? Yes, he's still playing. I I no longer live in the state, but (laughs) when I did live in the state and they went to the World Series, he was all the rage. So he's been all the rage. One of the most famous athletes from California, ATM. Absolutely. And has been for many, many years, many moons. 
blah, blah, blah. PSD, very well connected, likes to travel a lot, blah, blah, blah. He is a, I need to stop saying that because I'm annoying myself with that expression. The blah, blah, blah. Like I'm internally grading myself. Does that bother um, you? It's bothering me. No, I haven't me. noticed. But I also do it. You probably got it from me. Oh, like when we start talking like each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I need to summarize. This is the longest week we have without me saying anything at all. He is a gentleman. He wants to take care of me. He was like, oh, I got to pick up my laundry and like drop it off today. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, thank you for reminding me that I need to do my laundry. And he's like, well, I'll pick yours up too. And I'm like, I think we're just living in different. I was like, you're ridiculous. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, that is not something that I do. He's like, yeah, but like, I want to do it for you. And I'm like, you are going to, you're wearing me down with your niceness. I was like, your, your charm, I think I specifically said is your charm is wearing down my stubbornness. Cause he's just like, so, I don't know. He has so much charm. Like he calls me Miss Kelsey. Like, it's just, it's so Southern. He's from, he's from Florida. So like very much raised bred Southern gentleman who has somehow some, for some reason set his sights on me. I don't know. So maybe I'm going to be going on a whirlwind travel adventure soon, guys, and I'll bring it up. Maybe not. Either way, it's been quite the experience, even just thus far. Yeah, I would, as an outside viewer, I would agree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's my weekly hot, my ramble of a weekly hot. (laughs) Wait, question. Was the, because he's... In his maybe early 50s? I need to find out. I don't know. I haven't done like a full sleuth. I should actually have you do that. Because you're way better at it than I am. But But we're thinking minimum late 40s. Yes, minimum. Okay, but I definitely think he's like younger than 60. Yeah, so let's say like 45 to 55. Okay. Was the girl who came up to you his age? I want to say she was like mid 40s. And she was like, okay, okay. Into him. Like, I could just like feel her vibe. And I was like, I think you're into him. And I'm also like, why isn't he going for you? Like, you're, you look like you're fun. And I brought it up at our first like date (laughs) about how like, you know, this whole thing transpired of us meeting. And he was like, honestly, like I was just sitting next to them that night. And like, I didn't even know who she was. She just like took it on her own violation. Like I made a comment and she was like, oh, I'll go get her for you. And she just like went off on a mission. And I was like, well, it kind of seems like something someone drunk would do. So this, this pans out. Gotcha. Okay. This, this also clarifies, not clarifies, but makes things clear. Cause at first I was thinking that he was at the bar with like a woman around your age already. And then she was like, <laughs> a young woman trying to like pick you up on his behalf and I was like does he just like go to the bar with his like past sugar babies to like get future sugar babies but this makes a lot more sense I see your confusion yeah that does make more sense okay totally sounds like something drunk me would do yeah me too we we stand it right I'm where I'm at now because of it yeah I forgot to mention the real nice gift that he got me. Guys, there's there's things involved. There's there's stuff involved. Oh, summer's telling me to go on. Okay, so I'm traveling 
the longest week we thought I was traveling last weekend and I told him I was like hey like not gonna be able to see you for a few days like I'm traveling here like gonna go spend some time with the family and he's like oh like have a great time and then like Wednesday rolls around my dancing night and he's like hey like I have something for your travel like I'll see you at the bar in a little bit and I'm like you have something for my travel like I don't know what the heck you're talking about but like yeah I'll see you at the bar in a little bit like you know I'm gonna be out we had already pre-planned this so he shows up with a present for me and I don't know about y'all but like I don't, I don't really get presents very often, especially not from like potential suitors. So he shows up with a present and it is a cooler, an ice pack and like a tumbler. And they're all from Yeti. So like very nice brand. And then I had summer look up how much it was worth. And we're like, we're like ballparking like a hundred dollars. Like this man just walked in the store, decided no. to drop a hundred dollars and like leave with a present for me. So that way my sandwich would manage to like stay cold on my drive. So like we we're about it. We're a little like it's so practical. So practical. Need to buy me an expensive Yeti tumbler. And like the and like him with the laundry too. He's like it just saves time to like get your laundry done with by someone else. And I'm like, well, yeah, that would save time. <laughs> that saves so much time. But also like, dude, you're in a different stratosphere. But also like low key like do my like get my laundry done, please, because that sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't like doing laundry. Do you guys like doing laundry? Cause I don't. <laughs> so he is. I remember when you got your. Generous. I was gonna say, I remember when you broke your foot and you were like, Summer, I have four loads of laundry to do. What am I going to do? And I tried to get you. I tried to like pay for somebody to do your laundry. Mm-hmm. But even then you're like, no. <laughs> you guys, you go to get your laundry done and it is like literally just to wash a shirt and to fold the shirt or to hang it up six dollars per shirt that is one single they could be like my rattiest t-shirt and they would still have to either fold it or hang it and that's like an extra two dollars they can't just like throw it back in the bag too expensive so i'm like sir psd like (laughs) if i just gave you my giant pile of laundry that would be a very high bill very very high bill Anyways, so I just can't, I can't fathom that kind of lifestyle, but I admire it and I respect those that are in it. And how are we feeling? And you can let me know after if you want to cut this or not, but how are we feeling about reciprocating sexually? We are still feeling that out. I think Thursday having dinner with him is going to help. And tonight he's going to show up to dancing. And I said that I dance with him a couple of times to like help him learn how to dance which I appreciate that he's trying to learn how to dance because he knows that dancing is my favorite thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I feel like from that like there has not been like really any kind of physical touch between us ever we said like a brief hug that was still like super polite like stranger at a bar no not even like stranger bar like like you've gone to church and you have to hug your grandma's best friend like, that's the kind of hug that we've been having, you know, like a distance, but I'm still going to hug you like one of those. Okay. So I just like, I don't, there's no like instant anything. Also, Is like, it something where you're like, I would be down to try something or are you kind of, oh. That face. I'm that face. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the edge. I'm on the fence. Something more needs to be built up for me to be ready to try something. 
at this point in time, my answer is no, but I could also see it changing to a yes if things change between us, like if there's more of a connection built. Gotcha. So the friendship, to, the friendship to lovers route, potentially. Sugar daddy to friends to lovers to dance partners to laundry man. To all the above. <sighs> okay, my weekly hot. Oh my gosh, thank God, because that was so long. <laughs> Kelsey, what did I text you last night? I was like, this is my weekly hot. Elephant titties. <laughs> that was your keyword reference. <laughs> Elephant titties. Okay, so I was dog sitting last night. So Abby was at home and I was at this dog's house. And she texts me and she says, stop what you're doing and look at the TikTok I just sent you right now. So I go to TikTok, I open it. There's this elephant and it's kind of a side view and it reaches its, there's no caption, no explanation. It reaches under with its little like tip of its trunk. It flicks these little like almost, they look like earlobes, but they're not. But these little like flaps of skin like in it's where it's like breastbone would be. And I think it was playing with its own boobies. I, and why? I just, <laughs> it makes no sense. And I'm also confused because I always kind of pictured elephants as having their boobies, their breasticles, like where udders would be on a cow. It's oh. kind of like where I always pictured it. And I've yeah. yet to confirm what it actually was playing with. And I will link the TikTok down below. Gabby, then I was like, I was like, what did I just watch? Like, I'm so confused. And she goes, it reminds me of you. <laughs> oh, bless your soul. I'm one of those people that, like, if I'm at home, in comfort of my own home, I'm just always playing with my boobs in a very non sexual way, just like. It's two stress balls that are always attached to me. And as much as I would like to cut them off and not have to deal with them anymore, they are quite convenient as a fidgeter. I really thought, so like you didn't send me this TikTok. So to have no, your like, to, you. to have this like, I don't know, for you to just give me like keyword, like elephant titties, I was like, okay, like thought it was going to be about your titties and the fact that you've been wanting to chop yours off. Like that's what I thought it was going to be about. Yeah, no. they are quite elephant titty sized right now. <laughs> but these things, they, they didn't look like titties. You need to send They this looked to me. like earlobes. Okay, I just sent it to you. I can't believe you didn't send it to me last night. I'm a little offended. Okay, let's see. I was trying to read the book for today. <laughs> oh. What? And the caption is just that scratches the tits. Like, I'm glad that you can I... speak a language that isn't this. Oh, I translated it. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna have to look up where that looks like it could be an udder. Elephant nipples. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm just gonna watch this on repeat, y'all, but I gotta figure oh out my what's God. going on here. That is their nipples, and they have okay, huge boobs. Whoa, they got like chesticles for real. Oh my god, Kelsey, look at this. Oh, whoa. I wonder if that's them during like lactation syndrome. You're kidding me. No, no, no. That's photoshopped. <laughs> photoshopped. <laughs> Serious. That's got to be photoshopped. There's no way. 
Tell me that's them during like lactation periods. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's not. I'm sure, they don't just have knockers all the time. I am. <laughs> I'm shook. Tell me something that you never knew you were. You were missing until now. So many elephant boobs are on my phone right now, seared <laughs> into my brain. You know, when I go out tonight, this is going to be a topic that I'm going to have to bring up. <laughs> like mandatory, guys. Did you know that elephants had tits? Because if not, let me show you. It's already up on my phone. I'm already going to show you. You have no choice in the matter. Elephant tit, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The mammary glands. Did I say that right? Mammary? I think so. Mammary glands? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at up close pictures. I need to see. <laughs> But also, this makes sense as to why this elephant was playing with it. Because honestly, like if the, any of those ducks got blocked, just like when you're breastfeeding, and if a duck gets blocked, like that business, you got to play with it. You got to like work it out. Also, just as you said before, boobs can be stressful. So I stand by that. Anywho, should we, do listener, we will <laughs> link to our amazing findings down below. <laughs> Should we? Uh, should who we knew jump that this was book? A, we should jump into the book. But who knew that this was a wildlife extraordinaire and romance podcast? Gosh, we love can, is we love. Can, love is love. Let's rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you were able to do this because we've been wanting to talk since we did that episode about spicy novellas and. We were going to be coming out with an episode tomorrow that we filmed last week. Um, But me and my co-host, we didn't really love the book. And it just kind of felt like, especially with everything going on in the community right now, it felt a little icky to upload an episode about a book that we didn't really love. I got you. Um, Yeah. So this is going to be like perfect because not only are we getting your interview but we're gonna have a lovely positive episode to release tomorrow so yes i'm really excited excited. i'm so excited awesome so how's your day been just like in general i know you've been editing away my brain is literally fried i'm not gonna lie i have way too many projects going on plus i'm trying to edit right now and i'm it's a little i'm a little crazy upstairs right now (laughs) I'm like the person who always makes dinner and I came home and I told my girlfriend I was like can you please make dinner like I need 30 minutes of like respite because I'm in the middle of editing as well um because my one of my beta readers is gonna have a baby in in March so I'm trying to send her like something early and then she's gonna have a baby and then trying to get to it and I'm like I don't want to you know make her work when she like is just out of birth so I'm trying to get to her beforehand I would love I would love to have a family one day like I don't have any you know kids right now but um I'm like I don't know how I would do it I don't know how I would be able to write full-time and be like a new mom especially yeah that'd be a lot I can't even write with my like cats around they're just walking on my keyboard and like (laughs) I don't know how people how people do it with like actual humans, not just yeah. animals. But it's the same with my dog. He like wants all of the attention. He gets so mad at me. Like right now, he's just grilling me. He's waiting for my boyfriend to get home. <laughs> so my boyfriend could take him out. 
so funny. Um, so you're working on editing Dark Desires, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, can you give us like a breakdown of just in general what your... I know you have several work in progresses going. I know there's going to be a full-length novella. Somebody else had asked if you're going to do more... Or full-length full length novel. Somebody else had yeah. asked if you have any more holiday novellas planned with the boys. But what's kind of on your docket? Okay, so um, I'm going to be... I'm working on the full-length novel right now, which will take place between Scream for Us, where Scream for Us left off, and mm-hmm. leading up to Melt for Us. Um, so... Ooh, okay. So that's like the timeline there for the full length. Um, that'll be released later this year. It's going to take me a little bit since it's a full length novel, you know, um, <laughs> like I wrote screen for us and melt for us in two weeks because that was like super short. It's only like yeah. 17,000 words. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then I'm planning on writing a novella in ghosts preview. Um, just basically giving his backstory, which I'm really excited about. Um, I wasn't really planning on doing this until I got crazy inspiration for it the other day. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. I don't know if that'll release before the full length or after. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to like plot that out. Um, but you will be getting something in his point of view. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Is that is it going to be one of the is it going to be one of the storylines that already has been published in his point of view or is it going to be a new storyline from his point of view completely new so it's going to have some of his childhood in it um and then it's I don't want to give too much away but it's going to be leading up to when he first saw Quinn that's all I'll say. yeah that's all I'll say about that <laughs> we that's love a stalker backstory not, yeah that's why I'm not really sure when it's if I'm going to release which one I'm going to release first depending on what I put in the novella it might be a little bit of a spoiler um so I might have to release it after so I'm still trying to plot that all out (laughs) gotcha gotcha and is Dark Desires is that is a totally different universe right is that going to be full length yes Dark Desires is full length um it's book two in the Desires duet um, so okay. Dominant Desires is the first book, which is, I just got a new cover for it, which is so pretty. Oh, it's this lovely. Cover. I know. I love it. I got a cover remake, so I'm really excited about the cover. Um, Dark Desires is beautiful, too. Um, so, yeah, Dark Desires is book two. This is book one. Um, I actually started writing Dominant Desires back on Wattpad in, I want to say, like, 2013, um, and it kind of went viral on there. It has like 28 million reads, I want to say. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, and I finally published in 2019, uh, Dominant Desire. So this one's just like long overdue. <laughs> and wh- what made you like take that jump from Wattpad to, to actual publishing? That's a good question. Um, it was always my dream to be an author and... I don't want to say I never believed in myself, but once I saw the response that I got while I was uploading chapters on Wattpad, that made me realize that that was what I wanted to try to do as a career instead of just Mm -hmm. kind of like a hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, Because back when I was writing on Wattpad, you didn't get paid for it. They didn't have paid stories or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just kind of like a fun little hobby that you could do. Um, But, you know, you need to make some money if you want to pay your bills and do it full time, which now, thankfully, I'm able to do, which is literally a dream come true. 
Yeah, congratulations. How long have Thank you been full-time? Uh, since, I want to say, November, end of November, early December. Okay, so it's still, like, fresh and very yeah. exciting. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's going to be exciting whenever it happened. Oh, I but, know. It's very exciting. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm still in shock, to be honest. I never thought I'd be able to say that I'm a full-time author, so it's still kind of weird, but, like, beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, how how awesome. I know so many people have like that dream and pretty much everyone says like I had at first I had written down to ask you like how did you get into writing and then I was like that is everybody who's ever (laughs) written a book or wants to write a book has the same story it's that they've been writing since they were young and they loved it and and they most people kind of like you had just said it's not that they didn't believe in themselves they just didn't really believe in like the whole system that we exactly like exactly it's, it's the crazy lucky people who get to write full-time it's a it's sort yeah. of like this magical limited slots and now with self-publishing like, I know it's so open and accessible it is it's incredible but that's a hard thing too I feel like with self-publishing because um, before I did self-publishing and I decided that's the route I wanted to take um, I tried you know getting a literary agent um, I had a lot of you know, people that didn't reply back. And then I got, you know, turned down by a lot of them. And that kind of put me off from it for maybe about like two years. And then that's when I decided I was just going to self publish because I saw that there were so many indies that were, you know, doing it as a career, which is amazing. Think if there wasn't a such thing as social media, though, I would not be able to be full time right now. Like, book talk, especially like, I feel like that is a huge reason why, like, I got noticed the way that I did was because of book talk, honestly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people who book talk has been that thing that just very randomly sparked yeah. a transition for so many people. And I mean, I'm nowhere near full time, but even for me, the fact that a single person was reading my book like if it wasn't for book talk I don't even know how I like how anybody would have seen my book and trying to explain yeah. it to my mom she's like so how are how are people like finding your book like are you going to bookstores and stuff like <laughs> and like are you putting up little flyers at coffee shops <laughs> oh my god and I was like no it's it, the internet yeah the internet, <laughs> the internet. I mean, people talk badly about the internet all the time. And even, you know, my boyfriend, my mom, you're always on your phone. You're always on social media. It's like, yeah, but I'm promoting. Like, I'm working right now. You know, I'm advertising. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the only Mm -hmm. way. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I can relate so much to that. Speaking Mm of advertising and the business side of things, did I see that you had a, a PA? I do. Yeah. Okay. How did that, um, this is like purely for my interest, um, but how did you go about like picking someone? What made you decide, you know, like now it's time to outsource a little because I feel like it's a, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to take the plunge, but I'm like, you're just being lazy. (laughs) No, you should do it. You should do it. It's so much easier when I tell you it is so much easier Um, I don't know what what I would do without her. I have absolutely no idea. Um, So I, when I was writing back on Wattpad, there was um, Lana Sky, 
um, she actually started on Wattpad like I did. And we were pretty close friends on Wattpad um, back when mm-hmm. our books were both like, you know, going viral. And um, I haven't, I didn't talk to her for a while. We kind of just lost touch. I stopped writing for a little bit. Um, and then when I started getting back into writing and I realized that I wanted to, um, you know, turn Dominant Desires into a book instead of just a Wattpad story, I reached out to her and her PA, Charity, um, she mm-hmm. actually was Lana's PA. So she also does like editing. She makes covers. Charity's like a blessing. She's amazing. She has her hands full with us, though. Um, <laughs> like really full. I feel bad. For her. I feel bad, for her, honestly. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up having her as a PA is because I don't even think we really had like a conversation, uh, like a long discussion about it or anything. One day we were talking and I was like, can you do this for me? And can you do that? And you do that. And can you do this? And I was like, wow, like, you're kind of like my PA. And she's like, I am your PA. Like, what do you mean? Like, I I am like, I have been for a while. I'm like, oh, right. You're right. You you know, so that's kind of how that came about. That's so um, funny. But she does like a lot of, you know, behind the scenes work. She does a lot. And without, I feel like it makes the process a lot easier because there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that you don't have to worry about. Um, Cause it's time consuming. Like it's just time consuming writing as it is, but then having mm-hmm. to worry about all this other stuff on top of it. It's like, I don't know what I would do without her. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. So you should look into it. I know. I'm like, I'm like overwhelmed just making little Canva graphics. I know. You should definitely look into it. When the fonts just start blurring and they like all look the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could never. I could. I couldn't do it without her. I really couldn't. I think my boyfriend's home now. The dog will be happy. Yeah. He's. Pro- you're probably gonna hear him freak out soon. I'm sorry. Um, doesn't matter I'm honestly surprised that the cats haven't just like walked past <laughs> you know they're always like sticking their butts in like any screen that I'm on <laughs> yep that's for you um so okay a few questions yeah the boys were stalking Quinn previously and you can be like eh spoiler alert like mm-hmm. no comment but how long before or like how did that start were they all in on it or what did ghost just have this little like obsession and then his roommates got in like i i'm so curious about like their little pod and how that happened and where quinn came in okay so i will say that you're going to find out like you're going to find that out in um the full-length novel but there will be a lot more detail in his backstory and the novella that is going to be in his point of view, um, which I'm pretty sure I might just title ghost. Honestly, I don't know how I I feel about that title. I was thinking like something like, um, like my shadow or something. Then I was like, I think I should just make it like ghost. Yeah, or like ghost stories, ghost tales. (laughs) That would be cool. (laughs) Like double meaning. Yeah, so I don't know if I want to, just because, like, I might change some of it up right now, since it's more kind of in, like, the early process of me, like, really planning everything out, too, on top of writing it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to just, like, leave you with that. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that's so fine. I know y'all are dying to find out more. (laughs) 
One of the parts that I did, like, I think I actually, like, laughed out loud, and I don't think it was meant to be funny, but I believe it's, like, the very last scene of Scream for Us. Mm-hmm. It's Ghost's perspective, or his, like, narration, and he's like, she's my newest obsession, and she has no idea. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, sir, you just, like, killed, you went on, like, a murderous <laughs> rampage. Like, I think she has some sort of idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Poor Quinn. A lot of people are like, she's so naive. Like, he ends up, she finds out that there's blood on him and this and that, and he just murdered someone. And she's like, you did this for me? <laughs> Instead of freaking out. And I'm like, you know, she's traumatized. She's had like a dark past, you know, like she's not upset about it. You know, it's just, it, it's how it is. <laughs> the, the she, she's like, oh, you murdered for me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> a ring on it. <laughs> uh, how did you also pick a reverse harem to go with? So that's a good question. So as you guys, you guys probably suspected this when you read Screen for Us, it kind of started out as, I've never written reverse harem before. Um, So I was kind of playing around with it a little bit. A lot of people said that it wasn't reverse harem because she favorited Ghost, which I kind of have a reasoning for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's mainly because... Gwen has never been in this kind of relationship before. Um, She's more of a loner. You know, she was quiet. She kept to herself. She liked reading her dirty smut books. Um, So to just have her immediately jump into like a crazy, you know, relationship as, you know, a reverse harem, Mm -hmm. I felt like that kind of, it wouldn't have really been that realistic if I did it that way. So I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of slowly ease her into it, start her off with Ghost, and then through the book when she's introduced to Jason mm-hmm. and then Michael. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at the end, I kind of, I purposely left it as you don't really know what she does or who she goes with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's why in Melt for Us, you know, it's reverse harem because I planned on it being reverse harem all along, but in the mm-hmm. full length you guys will see how it turns into a reverse harem kind of relationship gotcha gotcha yeah that makes sense and was were the boys did they initially like a ghost doesn't strike me as the type of person who would be fine with sharing Mm -hmm. so and again this could be like a no comment pleading the fifth situation (laughs) if it's like to be determined (laughs) in the future books But how did he sort of, like, how did they come, become part of that without ghosts literally, like, killing them all? I'm I'm trying to figure out what I can say to have it not be, like, too much of a spoiler. Um, Maybe does he just, like, trust them enough and knows that they're good guys that he's okay sharing with them? Yes, and he is... Oh, I'm like tempted to say it. I'm tempted to, because it's kind of like a big, it's a, it's like a big, it would, I feel like it would kind of be like a spoiler. Okay, that's okay. I don't want to mess up anything. I know. Jax, I know. I know. He's so excited. Daddy's so Do you hear this? See, I'm trying to get my boyfriend to buy a house with me right now. 
because I need like an office with like a door. <laughs> this is literally in the living room space right here. I mean, he's at work for 12 hours a day, so like it's quiet. But then at night when dad comes home, <laughs> my dog freaks out. So I'm sorry about that. He'll it's, be quiet. So fine. <laughs> I'm like lusting for a two bedroom. Me and my partner right now live in a one bedroom and it's starting to feel really small, especially since I work from home and the like the the visceral need for a second bedroom to make yes. into an office I can like so yes, relate to. that's what I need that's like what I'm, I need. I'm lusting for it almost <laughs> like I need a second bedroom please please the market's yeah. pretty good right now too so <laughs> <laughs> where I am it's like out of control because I've mo- I live in Atlanta but I live in one of the like sort of like outside neighborhoods yeah that it's still like metro Atlanta, but it's one of the neighborhoods that's outside of downtown that is starting to get more developed. So yeah. especially with COVID and then everybody doing renovations because they're home, it's just, oh. it's, it's like boomed. But, yeah. oh, anywho. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Back, yeah, back to the I boys. Think, yeah, this, <laughs> oh, sorry, so go ahead. It's really expensive around here. <laughs> yeah. Back to the boys. Did you, what something, one of my questions about the masks so I feel like Jason and Ghost, I can like, I can get it. Michael, I'm not sure if I get it. And did you just feel like you needed, did you, were you kind of like out of options and needed another mask? Or is there something about the Michael mask that does it for you? Okay, so I, so originally, like the, obviously Ghost face, like I, yum. Um, Jason also like, okay. And then I kind of struggled with the third that I was going to use. Um, Freddie was a no, absolutely not. Um, and then oh, who I had a couple other ones and I'm just like, like, I think someone was like Pennywise saying like Pennywise. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, so then when I got to Michael, I was like, okay the thing that I really liked about it was the character that I had in mind. Um, It kind of matched Michael Mm -hmm. Myers personality in like the original movies, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. the very quiet and like standoffish. um, Cause that's how, you know, Michael was before uh, melt for us was he was like really quiet. And a lot of people were upset because he didn't get like as much, (laughs) that the other boys got, you know what I mean? Um, which I had, I had, I planned this all out besties. I planned this out. There's a reason you guys will find out in the full length novel. So there's that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. i saw this very interesting. Um, was it a podcast? Yeah, it was a podcast. I forget what it's called, but something Something with Dr. Jess, maybe sex talks with Dr. Jess, but I don't know, but she, she's like a sexologist and she did an episode on ghost face and like why it's, why it's a kink, why it's appealing. And I had lit found, yeah, I found it like right after I listened to your book, like it just popped up. Um, That's so funny. Uh, yeah. So I remember one of the questions or it's cause it was somebody had asked the question and she had talked about how it mirrors sort of it like creates one that mystery but then also that safe fear where like 
it's kind of spooky and you don't know who it is, but you do know who it is. And it creates yeah. sort of that thrill that like adds yeah. a lot to it, even if it's. Absolutely. Yeah. I do that 100%. 100%. And you know, I never even, I never had a mask kink before I wrote Scream for Us. I, yeah, I, I have to, I'm going to say something. I'm going to reveal something right now. I can't watch scary movies. Um, like, and a lot of people are like, you know, oh my God, like you probably, like, have you seen this movie? And like, you like this movie? <laughs> like, no, like I'm petrified. Like I have to put like my hands, I have to like cover my face with my hands <laughs> or use like a pillow. Like no joke. I am petrified. So it was kind of weird when I first started writing it because the way that I wrote it, I was automatically right off the bat attracted to these characters Mm -hmm. And now I have no issues whatsoever with watching the movies, which I don't understand how. That's so funny. It like changed everything. Yeah. Like I watched Scream for Us. And I watched Scream for Us. Oh, I wish it was a movie. <laughs> I Scream and like Halloween I can watch no problem now. It just like it's different now. It's so weird. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like reframed the lens that you see it through. How did Ghost and Quinn's story then come to you if it wasn't something that you were naturally already interested in? So I kind of got this idea. Um, I, I actually had my own experience in a way. I worked at a haunt, um, a haunt attraction for a couple years. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always been a huge, huge fan of Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, my mm -hmm. favorite holiday ever. Um, I wish we could just do like Halloween for every holiday. That'd be awesome. Um, so I had a scene since I was a um, a scare actor and mm -hmm. I had a scene with someone that was dressed up in costume, looked really creepy. And um, I had to, I was the victim. So I had to lie on a table and I was restrained and, you know, I was on my back and I was like the test subject and it was a scene with a crazy scientist type character. And he had to like run through the room and jump on top of the table on top of me <sighs> and act like he was going to like torture me. And it kind of like I had a flashback to that moment and how I was oddly kind of attracted mm -hmm. in, you know, mm -hmm. in that scene where I was like, Maybe I can turn it into like a crazy smut book. And that's all I wanted at first was I just wanted to like fill it with smut. <laughs> like I didn't care about the plot at all. A lot of people were upset because there was like very little plot. I didn't care about the plot. I just wanted like a sexy, you know, novella with men in masks. And I was really surprised that so many people loved it because I, I didn't even know that like mask kink was a thing. Mm -hmm. until I wrote it so I kind of like based their not based their relationship but I wanted to like play around with that kind of thing from my experience while working at mm -hmm. the haunt if that makes sense <laughs> yeah no totally it yeah. reminds me of in the in Scream for Us when they're in the bedroom at the party and doesn't doesn't he like throw her on the bed or something? And like, yes. it's very similar. Like she's down and he's coming on top. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that's so fun that you kind of like had, cause that's such a, like a random 
unique experience to then have that inspire a book. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell anyone though. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't tell anyone, even though this is being like recorded right yeah. now. Don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> so funny. My mom, bless her heart, but she gave my, I had like three preemptive conversations with her about not giving my book to everyone at church because she's really engaged in her group at church and I was like you know like I I love your support I appreciate you so much um being these people have known me since I was three years old and maybe like don't tell them about it or at least don't like give it to them I wouldn't even have thought that she'd ever give it to anyone two days before it releases we have this conversation she's like yeah so I totally totally respect your readership like I understand I don't want to do anything that make you feel uncomfortable like a few days later I get a selfie with her and the pastor in my book and she's like that book is in the pastor's hands no way oh lord and then when I came home for Christmas she has me sign like five five copies for every every one of the deacons oh (laughs) that's so funny I just can't. I can't. That's literally like my nanny wanted to read Scream for us, my grandma. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. She read Dominant Desires. And she told me the other day, she said, you know, before you release book two, I have a couple pointers. I didn't like the way Jackson did this and that and that and that. And I'm like, nanny, it's already out there in the world. You want to be my beta reader for the second book? Like, what? (laughs) But she's not going to be. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm actually so not to get like off t- off the topic or anything. I but totally go off the dark desires. Yes, dark desires has like the craziest plot twist, and I'm just dying to tell people about it. Mm. And like, can't right now, obviously. But oh, I have no words. Like I feel like people are gonna lose their mind. Because it was so unexpected, and it just, like, hit me out of nowhere, and it's just, like, brilliant. I have to, like, pat myself on the back because it's just, like, it's so good, and I can't wait for you guys to read it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. The little teasers you've sent, I've been, like, eating them up. Yeah. that's That's something that I would never have guessed, and nobody had told me about writing a book, is that the worst part isn't the bad reviews it's not the editing it's not like amazon technicalities it's having to wait to share it and like especially because you usually before the book is like in a reader's hand you have finished it and had those like plot twist moments and like revelations months before and just like that like trying to hold it in and like wanting to share teasers but being like but that's the part that I want them to read in the moment exactly because I can't release it like I can't post anything about it because it will completely ruin it it eats you alive yes it's so hard (laughs) Hard. I'm so happy like you know how I feel <laughs> we understand each other yes even just like the cover I as soon as I got my cover back I sent yeah. it like unfinalized to like three people because I was, <laughs> I'm like the cover reveal hasn't even happened yet and I yeah, was just like I have no chill like, <laughs> yeah, like yep. someone needs to see this I feel that I feel that <laughs> let me look at my question list okay I was gonna do 
fuck Mary Kill with your masked men. But I don't know if that's fair. You were gonna do what? Like fuck Mary Kill with your masked men. You Ooh. have to pick. But I don't know if that's fair. Like I don't know if that's asking you to like pick a favorite child. Ah. Uh. Ugh. Oh God. Do I have? I don't have to choose kill though. Or do I? For, like I, I think you do. Because each one of them has to be different, right? Yeah, yeah. So one has to be. So there's three of them. <sighs> one has. Yeah. Like I can't like fuck both of them, like two of them, and then like marry another. <laughs> I suppose you can fuck someone before you kill him. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't kill any of them. We could throw Quinn in oh. there too if it makes it easier I, to choose. I think I'd rather kill Quinn. Is that awful? No. Yeah. I, I want my masked men. Like, I'm sorry, Quinn, step back. Like, <laughs> I sacrifice you for my masked men. She That's would, she would so be dark. fine with that. <laughs> that she would so agree dark. with it. I'm sorry, Quinn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That kind of reminds me of, so you're, you're like apologizing to Quinn as if she's a real person because in <laughs> yes. our heads, these people are. And one of the things that I'm, I think most nervous about, about coming out with my second book yeah. is like these characters are like so dear to your heart that I'm scared that people aren't going to like, I don't care about like the book. It's more like, I don't want them to not like, not like my babies, you know? Yes. Do you feel, do you feel that with your characters? Like so protective of them? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred, ten percent. Yes. Like absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's tough. Cause they really are like your children in a way. It's weird, but <laughs> yes, like I They're... want them to them. Like Jackson, I feel like everyone hates Jackson, which is understandable um, from Dominant Desires. And um, I just feel so bad for him because no one knows, like, the reason why he is the way he is. Mm. You don't know that. He's going to redeem himself. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> How fun. Do you come up with your characters in in a way where like they do they come to you fully formed or do you kind of have to like tease their backstory their information you know what they do and say out of them so my characters the way they appear to me um it's kind of weird I don't really know how to explain it except you do you ever when you're writing it they kind of just like come out um, I'm not doing anything. It's like somebody else is like, yes. coming through me. Yes, 100%. And mm-hmm. that's the weird thing, too, because when I was, I, this is, kind of, I don't know if this is like a spoiler for Melt for Us. We already, you know, I hope you already read Melt for Us, right? I, I did, I did. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good, good. Um, so, like, the man-man content in that, you know, that dynamic, mm-hmm. I did not plan that at all. Like, at all. It was just, I was writing, I was writing this scene <laughs> of, um, you know, the morning after, no, Christmas morning, I was writing, mm-hmm. and Quinn and Micah were getting involved, and then out of nowhere, Jensen just, like, woke up and came up behind Micah, and then I was like, oh, my God, and I texted, like, one of my friends, and I was like, like, it, it just, 
Jensen and Micah. And she was like, I knew that was going to happen. Like, I felt like that was going to happen. And I had no idea. So it kind of just, like, comes to me. And it just, Mm -hmm. like, Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel like your characters are, like, funnier than you? Oh, yeah. Like, like, I'm, like, the book I'm currently (laughs) writing, I feel like my character is, like, ten times funnier than me. And I told that to my friend, and she was like, like, the character you're writing, that's, like, coming from your own head. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, she's just she's ten just... times funnier, ten times cooler. Like, yeah. this isn't, I'm not coming up with this. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I agree with that, too. I feel that. I definitely feel that. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the writing process? <sighs> My favorite part. Or, like, the favorite, your favorite thing or. Yeah. Any, you could take it at however you want. So, I love how I, it feels so real. Um, I'm going to see if I can just like explain it right. So, I use writing as like a coping skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I started after my dad died when I was 11. So, it kind of brings you to this other world. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that I'm in charge of everything that happens in this world. I have all like the power, so to speak. Um, And I really enjoy that because you like, it's crazy that when you're writing and even when you're reading a book, like you're really stepping into like another world, like a universe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's like one of the funnest, that's the funnest part of writing is like making this world and Mm -hmm. like feels so real you know what I mean yes I would say my favorite part yeah definitely I've been thinking a lot about recently for whatever reason about why slash how our brains can relate so intensely and like yeah with so much emotion to fictional things yes some early arc reviews have been coming back and people have been saying that they've been like crying and I was like great like totally my goal like I hope you cried as much as I cried writing it but (laughs) like (laughs) but like I so I've been thinking a lot about how with even with movies and different book characters that you either are writing or reading we know logically they're not real but somehow like it's so it is so real and it's crazy that our brains can do that Um, isn't that insane it really is insane yeah it is it really is because you really feel it like you get Mm -hmm. to and I feel like especially as like a writer sometimes it's hard um I because I can so when I write books I have a lot of what do they call like easter eggs (laughs) Jackson stop stop barking you're not a guard dog stop um (laughs) So I, I use it almost like therapy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for uh, Scream for Us, like Quinn, I'll just like say this. For Quinn, her bullies um, saying to her, you know, her father killed himself because she was born. Um, that actually happened to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. So like, I know, which is like really, really awful. Um, it happened a long time ago. I was in like middle school. I want to say, I don't even think I was in high school. I think I was in like middle school. Um, but it's kind of like therapy in a way. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, which I really, really like too, because you can put stuff from your life into your books and almost like, like I had my bullies killed by ghost and Michael and Jason, like that, that was therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that totally, was really yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rewriting that ending or yes. rewriting that outcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I really like. I think that that's really cool. Writing is just amazing. It's so much fun. It's so not- magical. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Not editing, though. I don't like editing. I can't do without. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, those tender moments, you're, they ha- that book had no business being so tender. Like, did those, how did that, like, all those moments when they were, like legit being like I'm gonna disrespect you and like if you need like either go now or like stay but I'm gonna like you know rail you eight ways to Sunday yeah. but like and then the very next moment they'd be like do you want to talk about it like, I know. and really they were so like every time it just kind of like shocked me and I was like why are they why is this so sweet <laughs> like why do I want to cry tender tears <laughs> Yeah, in the middle of this, like, like, really spicy. Especially Micah, though. Like, he has my heart. He came out to play this novella. Like, he really <laughs> came out to play. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of, like, a weird change. And I feel like a lot of the, a good amount of the reviews I got um, didn't even actually like that. Um, they said that it was almost, like, corny in a way, yada, yada. But a lot of people were also confused, I think, because, you know, Scream for Us was when the night that they met, right? Mm-hmm. And Melt for Us is a few months later. Mm-hmm. People don't know, like, you know, they've just had a couple months together. Like, mm-hmm. they have their relationship established. And mm-hmm. get to find out all of your, you know, all of your questions will be answered. And you get mm-hmm. to see how their relationship progresses in the full length. Mm-hmm. but it was really fun having those tender moments because you know it's the christmas spirit they had to put a little yeah. bit of dark in there right yeah <laughs> i feel like it wouldn't be the same so- without it having some like murder and cnc you know <laughs> the cnc was so well done and i don't Thank know if you. i don't know if you listened to the podcast that i had initially um recorded with the spicy novellas including these um but I wasn't expecting it and I had been wanting to read some CNC because I hadn't before and then it came up and I was like I had nothing to compare it to necessarily but it was so well done and it was very um it was really cool how it was hit that level of like also I'm I have like this little like straw wrapper I've been playing with and I just realized that I'm probably like waving it around and I don't see my little garbage in my hand <laughs> um but it was like such a mix of like that healing and yeah. that like tenderness and also like all the consent with even like some of the guys were like are you sure like are you do you want to do this so you could see that there was some hesitation there it wasn't just like yeah full steam ahead um but it was also like super hot and spicy. What was it like writing that or how did that come to be? So I, is this a spoiler? This is, is this a spoiler? I'm trying to, so a lot of people 
that reviewed Melt for us, um, the CNC scene is actually what, you know, ultimately led them to give me a poor review. Um, they said that I, you know, put the essay, you know, the sexual assault and the CNC scene in there uh, just to, like, make a plot. Um, but what they don't understand is in the full length, there's going to have a lot that have to do with that little telltale signs. Mm. That's not going to say about that. Um, but there's a reason why I put that in there. I didn't just throw it in there for plot. Um, mm-hmm. I like to like really plan out everything I write. So mm-hmm. people will, they'll find out if they choose to read the full length. Um, so I didn't plan on having CNC in it. And I was looking up essay because I like to research. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, victims. And I came across something that said that CNC play is actually used as a kind of coping skill. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's to a lot of people like to, you know, practice CNC because it's a way of gaining back that control that they once lost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said I didn't research it and it was done really poorly and this and that and, you know, and kind of making like, little comments like you don't want to do CNC if you've been sexually assaulted, yada, yada. And that's so wrong. Mm -hmm. That's so wrong. Like I did my research on it and it really is a really good tool to use uh, for some people, not for Mm -hmm. everyone, but for some people, they do use that as a form, as a way to heal from the trauma from SA. You know what I mean? So really glad that you like brought that up and asked me about that because it kills me I don't go on Goodreads anymore I do not read my reviews um unless someone sends me like a screenshot of their review I'll go on Amazon but Goodreads I'm like really really scared of um like it it gets intense though you know and I feel like Goodreads is a place for you know the readers and I i I respect everyone that reviews my book. Even the one stars I get, they've read my book. I feel honored. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that sounds so corny, but it's the truth. Um, but it's just like, I really wanted to point that out about the CNC part. So thank yeah. you for bringing that up because yeah. I feel like not a, a lot of people just kind of like speak out of their ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. There's there's something to be said about you know it being really powerful for some people and not all right for other people exactly both of those are equal you know there's no right or wrong and me and my friend had been talking about different like sexual acts and stuff especially ones that are like darker or a little more rough post essay and kind of like balancing that that desire with that trauma and like how can those two coexist and like being okay with that and working through that yeah Um, and one of the things that we had talked about was how that there is there's no morality to different sexual acts as long as they're between like consenting adults and for like so with cnc there's no right or wrong way to handle your trauma and to heal or even to enjoy cnc without any history of trauma right like there's no as long as it's between consenting adults like there is no moral scale of what's good what's bad what's like acceptable what's not acceptable 
Yes, I could not agree more. 100%. I agree with all of that. You you said that so perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I, I think spicy romance, especially like darker romance has been very, I think of a really, really good way to like, challenge yourself but then also to better like not understand other people but better understand like the scope of human sexuality and like maybe I'm just like a big nerd about it because I studied like gender studies was my minor in college so like I've like always been about it I wrote a paper on the evolutionary or like purpose of the female orgasm so like I'm oh like, wow! Okay, I'm like have very like can get very nerdy about it, <laughs> and people are like, I just oh. like the spice, and I'm like, so tell me about like the history and. The... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but anywho, um, but yeah, that was a I don't know where I was going with that, but. <laughs> I know. I'm so grateful for like this community and getting back into reading and writing and even just I feel like dark romance in itself was something that I was never never even knew existed and in the past year or so I discovered it and yeah it's been so cool like it's it's I'm I love true crime I love criminal minds and like criminal minds so good like my like and then combine that with read. smut <laughs> read <laughs> later seasons read when he like grows up the hair and gets kind of like bad and I'm like sir stander mm. okay <laughs> um but yeah so it's like it's this beautiful like I should sorry no 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 it's so fine I'm I can talk about read anytime <laughs> anytime um but it's like such a great blend of like dark obviously and romance well it's in the name but it's a lot it's a lot and that's the thing too is like I love how a good majority of the people don't shame you for the kind of books that you read Mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day they're just books you know like if I want to read about two siblings banging each other that's what I'm gonna do it's a book you know it, you know, it's not for everyone, but I like how there's communities for everything, for different mm-hmm. things, for different tropes, genres. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I love that. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's so much fun, especially like every, everything has its negatives, you know, there's pros mm-hmm. and cons, but I feel like the pros outweigh the cons, especially mm-hmm. the book talk community. I feel like we're all, like, a big family at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I, I think so. Like, I think a lot of people have found a community and a space where they can talk about things that nowhere else can they. Like, I used to, yeah. I used to box, and one of my favorite things about it was that it's, like, the only time, especially the gym I went to, was yeah. had, like, a lot of women went there, um, yeah. even though it was, like... It, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a boutique boxing place. Like it wasn't one of those places that's uh, yeah. just like has classes. Like they actually trained. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm not dissing the other one, but it's, it wasn't like a boutique, like boxing no. place. It was like an actual gym. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I loved about it was that it was like the space where 
it was okay for me as a woman to be aggressive and to be bold and strong and it was like a good thing in so many other places in society like it's not a good thing for a woman to be aggressive or to be strong and like dark romance or even just like romance in general and the community around it provides a place for people to talk about their like dirty sexual thoughts or the funny things that they saw and it's anywhere else it would be like looked down upon but here absolutely so like enlightened yeah (laughs) I love it I love it and I'm finally getting into like Discord too right now, which is great. Like I'm setting up my own Discord. Ooh. I know. Do you go on? Do you use Discord at all? I have joined a few servers. I think yeah. they're called. Yeah. Um, but I usually get overwhelmed, and then there's too many notifications, and I delete it. So there's a lot. So I feel like it's something that I would probably love, but I know that I can only juggle so much. So yeah. right now I'm just focusing on, oh, I downloaded, I got Instagram, as you know, but yeah. before that I was like, I'm not going to do Instagram. I'm just going to do TikTok and Facebook. <laughs> and then I got Instagram and anywho, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there is. It's a lot of going back and forth to different, it's like I go on TikTok for a while and then I'm like, all right, Instagram. Yeah. All right, let's go on Facebook, oh, Facebook group, this, that. And then like five hours pass by and I'm like, oh my God, this is really time consuming. I know like there's a lot of socials my girlfriend just today was like yeah I feel like I never see you like without your phone and I used to be somebody who like my phone could be in a different country and I like wouldn't care or no and but since you you get sucked in and then like you said it's like I'm working right yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's totally work you know it's totally work (laughs) (laughs) I'm at 5% battery, so I feel like I should, we should wrap up before, and I have headphones in, so of course I can't plug it in, Um, but I feel like we should wrap up before it just suddenly dies on me. Um, Yeah. Thank you, first of all, thank you so much for doing this. Um, This was absolutely so fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I just had so much fun. Like, I could talk about this stuff all day. Totally besties now, right? Absolutely. I love it. You, you know all about my cats. I know about Jackson, your dog, and that's yes. that's as close as you can get with somebody, yes. as you know, exactly. knowing their pets. Exactly. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. No, it was so cool. I really appreciate. It. Yeah. And it gave me a break yeah. editing, so I thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> that is what I'm here for. <laughs> you have me luck. You really do finishing this up because I am it's we're getting close we're getting really close and I'm scared (laughs) you got this you got this you've done it so many times before already um also before I go I do want to mention for everybody that is listening that we are doing a giveaway me and my best friend who co-hosts this podcast she's like anonymous so lives don't really work for her (laughs) but we uh but it's totally fine yes it's what she it's what she's good with but we're doing a giveaway in our facebook group um we're doing a kindle kindle unlimited subscription and audible subscription so all the links are like in my bio if you guys want to join and you get extra entries if you review the podcast which we have molly's episode up already it's like we did one on spicy novellas so again all the links are in my bio the group is called the ha book club on facebook but if you guys want to join, 
feel free if you review the podcast which this this recording will also be up tomorrow but um if you review the podcast and then the screenshot you'll get extra entries thank you you said the link is in your bio right yes the link for the podcast and for joining the group um and then of course yeah and of course tomorrow this this will be repackaged (laughs) up on (laughs) there but i love it i love it so everyone go join the group right now that's awesome that is a nice giveaway yeah and we're gonna (laughs) cap it when we get to 100 members in the group like obviously people can still join but that is when we're gonna like draw the lottery so So get in now before it's out (laughs) very exciting anywho thank you again so much i had so much fun i did too i'll message you on instagram perfect and For everyone else, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. This is so fun. <laughs> I don't want to go back to editing. <laughs> go charge your phone. Percent, five percent. <laughs> Bye, oh everybody. I had so much fun with that interview with Molly. You guys can find her on TikTok at Molly Doyle Author and Instagram at Real Molly Doyle. She is such a delight and I'm so glad we got to speak to her. As always, you guys can join our Facebook group down below as well as finding links to the elephant titties and um, we're still doing a giveaway. We're going to cap it at 100 people so we still have about 50 slots left if you guys want to jump in the group before we close that giveaway. Anywho, I will talk to you guys later. Toodles!